the days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the Gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Evangelism. Evangelism should not be something that is done in a month. It must be the lifestyle of a Christian. Hallelujah. See, there's a way. You know, sometimes you can do something for somebody and a person will say thank you. But the way he says the thank you, you know, you knew that the thank you is out of formality, but not, not that you really appreciate it. Especially the one that's okay, thank you. When the, when the thank you is preceded by okay, okay. You understand? Okay, thank you. Even the person really didn't mean it. But just, okay, thank you. Because a real thank you is not beginning with okay. Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's not a real thank you. A real thank you is an expression from your heart. When somebody is grateful, you see the way they behave. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. And then, thank you. Yeah. But this type of, okay, thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not from the person's heart. It's, it's more like, you are supposed to say thank you, so I'm saying thank you. But not that I really mean it. And we can, our appreciation to Christ should, Christ should go beyond, okay, thank you. It should go beyond that. We must be truly appreciative and say thank you for saving you from going to hell. And for what you have done for me, I am saying thank you with my life. I will tell others about you. <laughs> Not okay, thank you. Yeah. Look, I don't really worry about a lot of... As I was... Even as I was coming to church, with the traffic in New Jersey and the time, you know, Afternoon traffic is a lot than morning traffic. Yes, and with all the traffic and all that, I ask myself that why would somebody travel all? I was thinking about my couple and Joyce Adair. Why would somebody travel all the way and come to church when there are so many churches on the way? Why wouldn't they stop and go there? There are so many beautiful buildings. You see, but as I was thinking about that, a church is not a building. A church has never been a building. A church is where the saints gather and the spirit of God is there. So if the saints even gather on the street and the spirit of God is there, that is a church. A church, is not a, building. A church has never been a building. Because when, when he died on the cross, the Bible said that the, the, the curtain in the temple was ripped into two. And the spirit of God left the covenant. And then... The tabernacle of God. The Bible says, and the tabernacle of God dwelt with men. Hallelujah. So I believe that the church is more than. That is why I don't pay much attention to all these changes. I don't pay, I don't pay attention. Of course, I want a stable place. and I don't pay much attention to it. 
Hallelujah. Of course, I mean planning, logistics, stability. You need the permanent place. But I don't, I don't waste my energy on it. Hallelujah. I waste my energy on the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But we are moving forward. Amen. Amen. Don't worry. Soon or very soon you will hear. Hallelujah. But let, let us express our appreciation by saying the things the right way. Hallelujah. Let, let us say, why did he save me? That, why, why, ask yourself, why did he save you? That I may be so set free. Why did he save me? To show his glory to his nations. Why did he save me? Hallelujah. Yeah. Souls are dying. If, I, if somebody has a, anybody has internet access, though some of you have internet access, even though you are in church. I'm going to ask you to Google something. Google the number of people who die per hour. It's available on the internet. How many people die every hour? Google it. If you have internet service. After I change back to your Bible. <laughs> Find out that information. How many die in an hour? How many people die in the world every hour? Do you have it? It's a figure. Yeah, that's it. Six thousand. That's, that's, that's the figure. Six thousand. Yeah. Every hour. That's why you, you, you don't know. Every hour. 6,100 and something die every hour in this world. 6,316. 6,316. Hallelujah. 6,000 for every John 316. Think about it. What does John 316 say? What does John 316 say? So always remember this figure, 6,000 for every John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever will believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So every time you don't demonstrate John 3.16, 6,000 for every John 3.16. That's why 6,316 per hour. Yeah. 6,316. Yeah. That's how many people die. So so since uh, when did you guys get here to set up? When did you reach church? When did you get to church, Kofi? Around what time? 2.30. So from the time you came to church, 2.30, what's the time now? How many people have died? 5,000 people are dead. Can you, can you imagine that from the time you came to set up to the time I took the microphone, 12,000 people have left the earth to eternity. This is a Google. This is actually a fact. It's a medical fact. That's what I wanted you to check. So the question you ask yourself, how many will die in Christ? It, it, it's an alarming figure. It's an alarming figure that when we don't evangelize, it means we don't understand. Frightening figure. Most of you have never thought about it. That every hour, 6,316. 6,000 for every John 316. 
It's a very alarming figure. So sometimes it's a shame that the church just play games. But that's the figure. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. So please. Let us be mindful of these facts. Amen. Yeah. So it means that you know actually I'm giving this figure this, this figure I'm quoting for is the book Tell Them. And that's what we are using for our Bible study, right? That's what we are using for so that, that's, that's actually, this figure I'm giving is point number. That's the figures I gave you. 120 reasons why you must be a soul winner. That is point number 95. About 6,000 people die every day. Our bishop, he does his research. Hallelujah. So if 6,000 die every day, it means 143,000, no. If 6,000 dies an hour, it means 143,000 dies every day. Every day, 143,000. Hallelujah. Yeah. So what does it come to every minute? How many, how many people die per minute? 105. Every minute. Every minute. Yeah, so are dying. How many really would die in Christ? Hallelujah. So please, let us show our appreciation. Oh, that's the best for the day. All right, I'll come to that when I'm done. Amen. And you see, some of this statistics, it is a good way of information. Because sometimes, sometimes you don't act because you have no information. Hallelujah. You know, you don't, you don't act because you have no information. But when you have information, you begin to act. Your attitude change. You see, without information, you are, sometimes, you know, because see, as you are sitting there now, I can talk to you about don't eat this, don't eat that, don't eat that. You mind me. Don't eat this, don't eat that. You must, you mind me. Do you get it? But if you have the info, you have the data. They say your cholesterol is this. Your blood pressure is this. By that information, you begin to act. So your lack of not acting is a sign that there is no information available. Hallelujah. How many really will die in Christ? How many will live again? Amen. So please, let us remember those facts. Sister, it's very frightening that every hour 6,000 people leave the earth. And the Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. And after that, judgment. Hallelujah. I once said, and I read from somewhere, look, there is only one way ticket. There's either a ticket from earth to heaven or a ticket from earth to hell. There is no ticket between heaven and hell. If you are buying your ticket on earth, you buy a ticket from here to heaven or you buy a ticket from here to hell. There is no ticket that connects heaven and hell. There's no connection. There's no connecting flight. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
So we have but only a chance to take a decision on earth. Or a chance to give people we love the opportunity. Hallelujah. All those things, he's in purgatory and all those type of things. Look, it's appointed unto one wants to die and after that judgment, there's no purgatory in between. Let's pray for the dead who have departed. No. Pray for them whilst they are alive. No one they die. Hallelujah. And hell is terrible. Hell is a terrible place. The Bible says, if you ask for hell, unless you have not cooked before, if you have cooked before, you have a slight idea of hell. Because when the oil spilled on your hand, what did you say? You felt the fire. And that's a small drop of oil. So can you imagine a flame that does not quench? And the worm died not. No. It's not, a, it's not a pleasant place to be. Amen. So that's what we are talking about. Tell them. That's why I told you to stay. So those of you who don't go for area fellowship, you know, it's not a good thing. How would you know about this book? Tell them. Tell them. And you're not too busy. You're not too busy. Look, take, take this picture in mind, though. The man was naked. He was crucified naked. For you and I. When the creator... One, 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 man, one man of God gave the analogy like, can you imagine yourself becoming an ant? When God becomes a man, it's like you turn yourself into an ant. Yeah. And now that you are becoming an ant, you are becoming an ant. So the, so the flies think they are bigger than you and they are killing you. Yeah, because you have, you, have, you have gone so low to become an ant that even flies are killing you. When God became a man, when the creator became a, a creature, so that the thing that he created is now molesting him. Six thousand. So don't forget, six thousand for every John three sixteen. Because the actual figure is six thousand three hundred and sixteen. Hallelujah. So we must tell them, Amen. That is why I was talking to you about Anakazo tools, evangelism. No, you take this over. I'll do this after the service. Don't worry. Hallelujah. Yeah. You must tell them how many people really will die in Christ? How many really will live again? Hallelujah. Information and changing character. So I started talking to us about the tools of the tools of evangelism. Okay? And I talked to you about the Anakazo man. And I gave you three important qualities. I hope you remember. Three important qualities of the Anakazo man. Anakazo is a Greek word. Okay? It's a Greek word. It means to compel, to necessitate. I, I was very surprised. I was talking to somebody this morning about her brother. Her brother is a young person who had become a pastor. And we were just chatting about her brother this morning. And so, my brother leaves home very early. I said, but their church starts very late. So why does he leave home very early? 
the church starts at like around 10 o'clock, but he leaves him around 5 o'clock. I said, ah. And the church is not far. So I was wondering, why does he leave him so early? And the sister was telling me, the sister was telling me that she's the pastor, she goes around pick up members. So she leaves her to go and pick up members. This is a young lawyer. He goes around picking up members. And sometimes, when she goes, she even washes uh, their clothes for them. Yes. Today, today he was telling me, after the, he goes around, invite you to church if you don't come. What the weather you need, he can help you iron your clothes. He said he has even washed somebody's clothes before. Wow. That is an account. Like, like, whatever I need to do to bring you to church, I will do. And you cannot even give somebody a subway pass. So I said, now she doesn't wear long sleeves. She only wears short sleeves. Because by the time the day will be done, she's tired. Driving people, picking people, washing the so they can come to church. And, and when he told me, it, it, it just reminded me of Christ. Because this is a very young professional with a very great future from a very good home. And he's just going through these poor homes. And this is what he's doing. Just to get these poor people. Like in society, I mean, not that class is anything, but they are, they are not in the same class at all. But he has lowered himself to that level to go and pick up these villages and bring them to church. Hallelujah. How many really? You understand? So let's, and a cousin, compel, necessitate. The Anakazo man, that's not, you see, that's why I gave you the three characters of the Anakazo man. What was the first thing about Anakazo man? He doesn't what? Number two? He gets out of his comfort zone. Number three? He's not satisfied with what? Incomplete or half measures. Wake up, wake up. Jesus Christ died on the cross. You can't even sit in service for one hour and you are sleeping. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ah. He can't. He can't. He cannot sleep in church. No, no, no. Hallelujah. That's an Akazo man. He does everything because he had a mission. The party must come on. And he does not. So he moves around picking people, washing their clothes because he, he, they must come. Any excuse that you give, he will overcome it. Hallelujah. Yeah. And the other two, an Akazo tool I spoke to you briefly about was the to the Biazo. Forcing people. Look, some people you have to force them into the kingdom. Oh, yeah. Paul said, saving them as through fire. Some people you need threatenings. And, and if you, it is, but you see, Bishop Saki, I hope most of you read Bishop Saki's letter to Bishop Dag. Did you see the spirit of. Yeah. And it was Bishop Saki again who also said, it is better. It is better to threaten them to hell than to pump. Uh, sorry, is it? It is better to threaten them to heaven than to pamper them to hell. You see, understand what he's saying? Rather threat or frighten them to heaven. Fri it is better to frighten them to heaven than to pamper them to hell. So some people we need an akazo. You need to frighten them. You need to tell them, look, you will die. And you go to hell. Hallelujah. 
Frighten them. It is better. It is better for you to threaten them to heaven than to pamper them to hell. Force them. The kingdom suffers violence. And the violence take it by force. Yesterday I was, I, I was at a gathering and I, talk, I was talking to this one, one guy. And in the conversation, you know, sometimes I can read, you can read. So, what? Oh, we was talking about church. And coming to church. He said, no, 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 no. I play football on Sunday. I play football. <laughs> play football on Sunday. I can't come to church. I play football. And the confidence with which he was saying the football. It's like there's something more important to do than to come to church. He said, no, no, no. I play football. It's like, look. I play football. I do something more important than just drive and come and sit and hear somebody open his mouth and talk. When I have a football to play. Come and sit and hear some preacher open his mouth and no, no, I play football. You see, and when he said that, I said to myself that this person cannot, this person is fulfilling the scripture which says that the God of this world has blinded their eyes that they may not see the true gospel. I mean, his confidence in the football is so much that I cannot win this person with sweet talks. You have to listen to me. You can play football and go to hell. <laughs> Keep on playing football. The day you die, you go to hell. And you'll be surprised that the people who made millions out of football, they're all born again. That will be your shock. <laughs> listen. So sometimes you have to force, force people. Be also. And if you're a parent, you have to instill, instill those things. And you go to you eat. You are not eating. Look, everything I'm telling is true. I know, I know a, friend of, a friend of mine told his children, look, so long as you're under my roof, you will go to church where I go, not where you want to go. The day you live under my roof, and your own, you can even become an atheist. I don't care. But in this house, <laughs> yeah, even the cat don't go to church. So don't, 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 don't bring yourself. Yeah, it's when you leave the house, you can even become an atheist. That's your business. But under my roof, you see, that's biazo. You will go. You will not lie in the house and watch TV when I'm going to church. When I'm paying for the TV and the cable, no, 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 it will not happen. The Wi-Fi that you are used to play, I pay for it. No, no, no. He told the children, look, listen to me. When you grow and you leave the house, you can do whatever, but under my roof. That's Biazo. And it's better to, it is better to threaten them that way than to say that it's okay, it's okay. I mean, it's their choice. I don't want them to feel bad. If you, when they grow, what they will turn out, you will not like. Thank you very much. You cannot handle it. What they will become, you cannot handle it. Yeah. So be as well. Force them. Necessitate. And I'll talk about even your own Christian life. The Bible says, the verse says that from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. 
And Romans once said that, the book of Romans says that the kingdom of heaven is not in meat and drink, but in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It means that for your, for you, even yourself, your personal Christian life, to remain actively Christian in New York City, you need Biazo. I'm preaching. You need Biazo to remain an active Christian in New York City. Oh yeah. This is not a city that can be passable. No, no, no. You need Biazo. You need to force. Look, even to have your quiet time, you need Biazo. Because the system does not allow you. The time you leave work and come back, you are dead tired. If you don't use Biazo, you will never have your quiet time. I'm preaching. Even ordinary quiet time, open your Bible. If you don't use Biazo, you can't have it in this country. Look, let me tell you something. The God of this world, see, if you're talking about the God, it has, the system has been crafted in such a way that room is not left for, they have not left room for ordinary Christians. It is like Pharaoh. Pharaoh said, let my people go. Say, you, you are thinking about God. You want to go and serve your God. I will double your task. I will give you more straw. So that by the end of the day, you cannot even think about going to serve your God. And if you look at New York City, that's the world we are living in. Here. You rise up from morning till evening. There is a task ahead. And, 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 the, and the sign that the taskmaster has gotten you is that he has developed the system in such a way that after you have toiled whatever he gives you, he takes, he takes it through the back door. <laughs> I'm preaching to you. Whatever he gives you in the front door, he collects it in the back door. So that the cycle keeps on perpetuating. And if you don't take care, you even time for your life. I'm talking about your life. Oh, yeah. So you have to say, use Biazo and force. Sometimes you say, look, I don't work on this day. I shall not. I will. I, 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 I don't do this on Sunday. I don't care how much you're going to give me. Biazo. Because you are forcing for righteousness. If you think, if you think they're going to give you time to serve your God, you are deceived. You have to use Biazo. Yeah. What do you say? You want overtime? Come on Sunday. That's a good one. And 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 he had and, and he had created a system such that your bills are so much, you see, that you need the overtime. This is what I'm talking about. So that's the system. It has been open in design such a way that they create a big back door so that you perpetually be hooked on it. So even though you say you are a Christian. When you look at the bills, you say, Reverend, I beg you today, I must go. Don't <laughs> no, don't, don't beg me. It is the system. So fight against it. Determine that look, like the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We shall not bow. I will not compromise. We shall not bow. Our God is able. 
Our God is able. Our God is able. Shadrach, Meshach, said we shall not bow. I refuse to come on Sunday. I refuse to come on Tuesday. I refuse. You see, and, and, see, and there comes a point that you must use bears with force. And, and, and see, Elijah said, the God who answers by fire, let him be God. It comes a time you have to put your God on the line. Look, my God will take care. I will never do this. My God will take care. And the God who answers by fire, let him be God. Biazo, I cannot sell my soul to the devil. I'm thinking about spiritual waters. They can, you can sell your soul to the devil. Only to find out on your dying bed that what a wasted life. What a wasted life. What fruits do I have for eternity? Biazo. To force, you need to force to stay righteous, you need to force to stay holy. Holy, you see, you need to force to stay holy in this country in New York City. You need Biazo, you need to be. I don't watch this movie, I don't watch this program, I don't chat with this person. You need to be Biazo, yeah, Biazo, yeah. You have to fight it. Because it's all around you. I said, it is all around you. It is all around you. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So does everything comes by hearing. You need to be azul. You need to, you see, you need to say, look, my salvation is precious. I won't compromise it. Yeah. I will force to stay righteous. I will force to stay true. I will not give in. And you need Biazo. Is it? Like I, used, I always say, when I was a kid, growing up, and I was born in 19, mind your own business. <laughs> Ashram Bishop Saki, good. <laughs> I was going to mind your own business. But when I was a kid growing up, when I was a kid growing up, I'm just talking about the world that we live in. Pornography was not that easily accessible. Oh, no, no, no. no. Pornography? When I was growing up. From where? Pornography? No, 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 no. Look, for you to see pornography, you must get some bad anchor. Who had traveled to Germany? <laughs> and has come back with his jerichels and his trousers like this. <laughs> and chains. And then he, one day when he sent you to his room to go and clean, then you see a book under the pillow. <laughs> Under the pillow. I'm surprised you know where it is. <laughs> yeah. And even that, as you are looking, you hear somebody walk, you run away from the room. That's how difficult it was 
see pornography. Contrary to the world we live in. Now it's on your phone. Huh? There's an app. Just click like this. Everywhere. www.blackmama.com. Whatever. Show me the website. I don't know. I'm just saying something. Don't, don't go and Google it. I beg you. I beg you, please. Fight. Use Biazo. Hallelujah. So, so you have to fight. Are you hearing me? Yeah. To stay righteous. To stay holy. Biazo. I don't do this. I don't do this. I don't keep this type of friends. I simply do not keep this type of friends because they don't help my Christianity. The kingdom suffers violence and the violence take it by force. I don't. Hallelujah. Yeah. Wonderful. Anyway. The last and the casual tool I'll talk about today is the tool of Anadea. Anadea. A-N-A-E-D-I-A. Anadea. Anadea. Luke 11. Luke 11. Let's read from verse number... Luke 11. Luke 11. Luke 11. Verse number... Maybe from verse number 8. Oh, go back. Go back to the beginning of the story. Verse 5, maybe. Aha, uh-huh. this is the story. Once again, Jesus Christ is speaking. And this is the story he's telling us. He said that, and he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend? And shall go to him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. You go to your friend in the middle of the night. Friend, give me three loaves. Oh, friend. Give me, uh, what do you normally borrow? What food do you, huh? Give me uh, a burger. Or a friend. <laughs> or a friend. I have a visitor. Can you please give me some, huh? Huh? Some what? Some pancake? Some money. I need some money. Friend. Oh, friend, I have an assignment, but my laptop has crashed. So can you all borrow your laptop for the night? And I have nothing to say before him. Continue. That's verse. And he from within shall, and he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. Which is the typical answer you will get? That is a normal answer. When you go to your friend and say, Look, I'm sorry. I'm having a problem with my gas. The heat is not coming on. And I call uh, Con Edison. And they are saying that, oh, 
they can come and fix it. But I need to get uh, the, the service charge when they come in is $100. I beg you. It's in the middle of the winter. I don't have $100. Can you borrow me $100 tonight? And the typical answer is, oh, I'm sorry. I just used my last... <laughs> I just used my $100. I'm sorry. I just, I'm sorry. And the friend is like, trouble me not. This is the typical answer. The door is now shut. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say, Jesus Christ, they say, I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend. Okay? He's trying to make the reason. Be he will not get them and give it to you because he's his friend. No, 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 no. Don't think that way. If you think that way, you are wrong. People are not generous because they are friends. People don't give because they are friends. You think that way, you are wrong. You don't get something from people because they are your friend. You don't go for it because you are a friend. You don't succeed in life because your person is your friend. A lot of us think that because it's your friend, it will work. No, it doesn't work. How about you think it doesn't work? Even your uncle who promised to pay your fee, did he pay? You have, no, you have not made certain progress because you always assume that the person is a friend, so he will help. The person is a relative, so he will help. No. It's an assumption. How many times haven't your uncle promised you that he will buy, but he didn't buy? Yeah. Yeah. How many times? I don't. Though, I said unto you, though he will not rise and give him because of his friend. Yet, because of his, because of his importunity. Importunity is a big word. It means importunity. Okay? Importunity. What does it mean? Check, Google again. Persistence. Lack of shame. Importunity. And the, word, the Greek word for the word importunity is anadeia. Because of importunity, he may rise and give him as many as he needed. So the person is receiving the request not because of friendship, but because he's shameless. That's the difference. I, I, I'm, I hope you understand what I'm saying. The reason why you are receiving is not because you was of your friend, but you are shameless. No shame. Anadea. Shameless in the sense that I don't care what you think about me. I, I mean, you can insult me, you can criticize me, but listen to me, my life is on the line. If you, you, if you can even spit on me in the face, I will still take it. I am shameless. Because of his anadea. Because he's shameless. Jesus Christ is showing us by the scripture that you get or you succeed or you may pray because you have a shameless attitude. So it means that those of us who are so careful about what people think about us. I'm preaching. The reason why you are where you are because you are conscious of what people think about you. I don't know. Come on. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to about Stay there. There. Sometimes you have to learn to go on your knees and beg. You are too proud. You are too proud. Your pride is killing you. You are dying of hunger, but your pride is killing you. 
proud. Why don't you go down and admit that, listen to me, I'm in need, help me. Shameless. Yeah. Your pride. Your self-image. It is because of your pride that you can't even say sorry. I'm speaking. Why can't you say sorry? Why can't? Because when you say sorry, it means that you are wrong and he has won. So I won't say sorry. Please, you are proud. If saying sorry will bring peace, why don't you say, I am sorry? And there. I'm not ashamed. I am not ashamed. Jesus Christ is showing us that you will get when you are not ashamed. But a lot of us are too much ashamed. That's why we are not making any progress. I don't, I, 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 come on, I, I, don't, I don't want to talk about me. So, you're too proud. You're too proud. You don't know how to do the thing. Instead of going to learn, you are proud. I'm preaching. You don't know how to do it. You don't know how to do it. I know of you don't know how to do it. You went out with your husband to a friend's house, and the way that when they, they were served with the fufu and the soup, the way your husband ate the fufu and he finished, he carried the bowl and drank the soup. <laughs> as soon as we left, we didn't even get home in the car. <laughs> Shameful, disgraceful. You, 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 you always disgrace me in public. What is this? Don't know how. When I cook, you don't eat. Look, look at you. You are acting like this. You are always disgracing me. Shameful. What is this? That you have to drink the soup in public, huh? You don't appreciate anything I do in this house. You don't appreciate anything. This, 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 uh, everything I do, you don't appreciate. Look at it. I mean, is that so? Meanwhile, instead of seeing that your husband has been starving, instead of looking at your husband has been starving, and up to now, he has been eating under duress. <laughs> so, this is the only time that something that he's used to has entered his throat. So instead of fighting him, why don't you become shameless? As soon as you go, oh, sister, sister Joanna, the soup that you made, my husband's sister was like, how did you make it? Ah! Ah! Shameless!
the day, the ultimate thing that you have got what you wanted. You wanted a good marriage. You have gotten it. Don't be shameless. Go on. Don't be shameless. Shameless. Anadea. 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 Be shameless about it. You don't know. You don't know. Some of you don't even know how to dress. Just go and ask somebody. Somebody has done a makeup that is nice. Go and ask. How do you use this? What is it called? It's not a problem. I need help. No big deal. No big deal. Listen to me. It does not stick on you, okay? It does not stick on you. Drop away your pride and make progress. Telling me a story. Somebody was telling me a story about a guy who had quarreled with his wife. And in his because he's annoyed, he won't eat in the house. Because he's annoyed with the wife. I mean, to me, it's a very stupid thing. I mean, what does your annoyance have to do with the food anyway? But he's annoyed, so she will, she, she, he will not eat the wife's food. So every day when he closes from work, he will buy his food from this. He will buy his beggar, whatever it is. Come, sit down, eat. The wife will cook. There's food in the fridge. He won't eat because he's annoyed. So he buys his own food. He buys his own food. But after a time, it's not like the thing was beginning to affect him. I said, a woman there, he was peaceful. She didn't want to quarrel. She still make the dinner. It's up to you whether you serve yourself or not. She was still making. Not knowing that after a while, the guy, when he comes home in the night, he, he, he wake up in the, in, the, in the middle of the night to go and steal the food in the fridge. <laughs> in your own house! Out of pride! So, so, one night, the wife had noticed. So one night, as she was going to open the fridge, you go from the bedroom to the hall, opening the fridge. Then suddenly the wife came up. Oh, maybe I'll go to the bathroom and I lost my way. <laughs> hey, since when did the fridge become the way to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, he was dying. The man was dying. Dying for pride. Listen, it has been proven over and over again. The fastest way to grow or the fastest way to develop is copying. Alos. Copying is the, that is why children, that's why children learn fast. Anything they copy. Anything they, they copy fast. Recently I was in your house. I was in Michael's house and I had two daughters. And I just, I was just trying to play a game with them and I showed them up, a child game. Within seconds, they copied it. But if I was to do it with you, why is he teaching me this? They copied it within seconds. By the time they were jumping, I jumped, they were doing it. Copying! It's the fastest way to. Look, that 
that's how God, the Bible said that when God created the world, he created everything after it's kind, it's kind, it's kind, copy, kind, it's kind, copy. Hallelujah. So, there is no shame in asking someone to do something you don't know how to do. You have been looking for a job forever. Every time you, you, you put an application, nobody's calling you. Why don't you find somebody and say, that, look, show me how to write a resume. Copy. Copy. I mean, copy. Whatever he has written, just take the whole resume and then put your name there. Copy. <laughs> That's all. Yes, put it there. Because it looks like he knows how to write for it to be accepted. So just take it and copy. Copying is, the only time copying is wrong is an exam. But even that one. <laughs> even that one, I know of a story. I know of a story. Somebody who was trying to copy somebody. And information, okay, okay. And the lion jumped through the cage. Okay, yeah. And, and after that, it cut the rabbit. And um, uh, so, and the lion, lion, lion. The person was copying fast. Then he said, five minutes to stop work. And he became coming. He was copying. Then he was right and said, Child, I beg you, spare me W. Spare me W. Look, this is I'm telling you, it's a true story. And another one, and this one happened in university. And another one too. No, this was two stories. In fact, the other one, the other. This second one, I know the person personally. She was a very good student. And she had friends who were not doing well. So, in the university. So, when she does the then she passed it around. And one of the friends copied. They were including her name. <laughs> that is how much he <laughs> An exam, but other than that, growth and development that is not you see, but it's your, your your pride, your pride. You don't know how to shop, ask somebody how to shop. You don't know how to learn, ask somebody how to learn. You don't know how somebody how to cook, you don't know how to preach, you don't know how to preach. Copy, copy, find a good preacher, watch over and over and over, read the notes. That's how you become a good preacher. Copy. This type of, I want to be an original, is pride. You see, when you hear people talking about, I want to be my, hey, I'm my own man. Your own man. Nobody's your own man, okay? Even Jesus Christ, he needed John the Baptist to introduce him. Amen. Jesus Christ, he needed. So stop being, I'm my own man. Copy. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let us not be ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something as I finish. Look, for us to win the world, for us to win the world, we need an idea. Hallelujah. Romans 1 16. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. 
for I am not ashamed. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. I am not, he said, I, Paul is saying that I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed. I am not, I don't, I'm, when it comes to the gospel, I am not ashamed. It is so sad that many believers are ashamed of the gospel. Unbelievers are not ashamed. Unbelievers are not ashamed. People are not ashamed of being homosexuals. I'm preaching. People are not ashamed of being homosexuals. They, they actually go on parade. They say it on TV and they feel good. And you are afraid to say that you are a Christian. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed that I'm a born again. People portray their habits, their lifestyle. They will stand there. I mean, gay pride parade and you see them. And you cannot stand on the street and, and give tracts. Oh, come on, it's a shame. Extreme, you are a fanatic, you are a radical. I'm a radical when people are sleeping with animals and they are not the same. You are calling me who talks about must be born again that I'm a radical. I am a radical for telling somebody that Jesus Christ came to die for you. But the one who is sleeping with animals, he's not a radical. Preaching. One of my one of my best preachers is the guy John Hagi. Yeah, John Hagi. He was the one who said, "You, you." He, he said on TV, you, "We cannot come and put gospel, uh, religious tracts in people's homes because they say that it's a religious material. It is discrimination." But so I cannot come and put a tract in your home because uh, I, I'm infringing on your religious right. But somebody can come and put a Victorian. A secret magazine in my mailbox which, which is na nakedness they can put they can throw Victorian secret magazines but you cannot put a, a gospel track we are ashamed of the gospel listen it is time we stand for what we believe you say you are a Christian declare your stand so comfortable among unbelievers. Let me tell you something. Real unbelievers, they are not ashamed. The real unbelievers, they are not ashamed. You are talking to them, they will be smoking in your face. They don't care. I say they don't care. They don't care. You know what I'm talking about? As you are talking to them, Shame of it. No, 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 no. As they are as they as they are walking, as they are walking, I mean, I mean, you see them even even the way they hold their gun, bashing, kissing, they are not, they don't care. There's no shame. Recently, I don't know, I don't know, I heard, I didn't see it though. There was a recent parade in, on Times Square, and apparently the the people were nude. But they painted themselves as a, like a form of artwork. 
So the person is actually not wearing anything, but has painted himself like he's wearing something. Now, if I tell you that, let's go and do an outreach. Excuse this, you know, we don't want to disturb anybody, we don't want to offend anybody. No. We are not ashamed. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. How come that is a good way? How come they come to work and they talk about all the party they went and all the shows? And you cannot say you went to church. He said, I'm not ashamed. Listen to me. Let Elijah said, if God be God, let him be God. If bad be bad, let him be God. And the God who answers by fire, let him be. It is a time we draw a line that we are not ashamed of the gospel. Church, I challenge us. Yeah. Yeah. If they are not ashamed to see two boys kick. Two boys kissing on college campus. Why are you afraid to take a microphone and say that you must be born again? Hell is real. Yeah. You are not ashamed. Paul said you are not ashamed. See, the reason why, and, and sometimes the reason why we are ashamed is because we don't understand the power of God into salvation. Unto salvation is in the is in witnessing. It's in the gospel. The Bible said, said, Jesus said, go and wait for the Holy Spirit. And when the, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will give you power. Power to witness. Power to change people. Power, power. There's power in the gospel to change people. And we are ashamed of it. That's why we are not giving them the power. power to change is in the gospel. But even look at your own life. What changed you? What changed you? How many times did your, your parents yell at you? Did you change? Your mother yelled at you? Did you change? Your father yelled at you? Did you change? Our course, our course, our course. Did you change? Did you change? Our course, our course, our course. Where are you? Our course, our course. Did you change? No. But the word of God when it entered her heart, it changed you. That's the power. That's the power. Hallelujah. Listen, we should be shameless. Francis, you should be shameless. You should be shameless. You should be shameless. I am not ashamed. I'm not ashamed to be a Christian. I'm not, sh- I'm not ashamed that... Young people, you should not be ashamed that you are a virgin. I'm preaching to you. Don't be ashamed about your virginity. I'm a virgin. I'm not ashamed. Don't let them say that you are not cool. Please. You, 
are, they are idiots, they are fools. If next time anybody tell you you are not cool at your age, you haven't had sex, tell them that, listen, when they say that, tell them that next time you go and buy a car and they put two cars there, one with, one with zero mileage and one with uh, uh, 100,000 miles on it, which one has value? Tell them that. Which one has value? Zero miles. Huh? Zero miles. Zero mileage. Yeah. So tell them that, yes. Tell them that my virginity increases my price. Amen. Last time I go and buy a car and they put two cars there. I'm preaching them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Next time you go and buy two cars and they put two cars there. And one has zero mileage. And one has 100,000 miles. Which one is cheaper? Which one, will you, which one will you prefer? So why are you saying that I, because I have no mileage on me? I'm not cool. I'm rather cool. I'm rather cool. I'm rather valuable. Yeah, I'm rather valuable. Yeah. So don't, don't, don't let them put you down. You don't have a boyfriend. I don't need one. What should you say? I don't need one. I don't need one. Thank you. <laughs> say it again. I don't need one. I don't need one. <laughs> and when they ask you, why don't you need one? Tell them, I don't want to decrease my value. I don't want to decrease my value. Maintain mm-hmm. the price. <laughs> you, if you go to buy apples from the grocery and there's an apple that had been bitten and an apple that is fresh which one will you pick the fresh exactly so why do you think that a bitten apple is of more value i'm preaching to you we are not ashamed don't be ashamed okay don't be ashamed of your virginity do not it is actually valuable. Amen. Actually valuable. Yeah. Don't be ashamed. Yeah. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed of, ashamed of your salvation at all. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let us not be ashamed. It is the power of God unto some. We are not ashamed. We are not ashamed. We are not ashamed that we are Christians. We are not ashamed that we speak in tongues. We are not ashamed that we preach about holiness and righteousness. We are not ashamed at all. Yeah. I'm still, yeah, not ashamed. It is the power of God unto salvation. Hallelujah. It's time. We preach the gospel. It is not. It is time we are not ashamed of what we believe in. I'm not ashamed. I'm not. You see, even wives, some of you wives, you see, you should not be ashamed that you are submissive wife. I'm preaching. Oh, really? In this day and age, you listen to what a man talks to you. A man tells you what, what to bring your money, what to buy in those day and age. Listen, girlfriend, those days are over. 
Nah, 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 nah. I don't do that. I don't do that stuff. Nah, 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 nah. Man, what country are you living in? That a man is going to tell you, come home, go yet, go. Crazy. You go to work, you get your own paycheck. Any. You go to work, you get your own paycheck, and she has to decide what to buy with the money. Please, excuse me. <laughs> you should tell her, look, my husband is the head. My husband is the head. Okay? And I am not ashamed to submit to him. I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed to submit to him. I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed at all. If my husband calls me to come, I am coming. I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed to submit to him because, because he is my head. If you have decided to be a rebel, go your rebel way. Because the Bible says wisdom is justified by her children. Where, where has your rebellious way led you? Where has your rebellious way led you? That now you are going to you are becoming a counseling chief. No, I'm not ashamed. You're not, you, should, you should not feel ashamed. You mean you still cook for your husband? You still cook? You cook? And you still serve him dinner? Oh my God. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I mean, well, maybe you were African. <laughs> please, please, you are an idiot. Marriage was not created by Africans or Jamaicans. Marriage was created by God. Whether you are African, Caucasian, Jamaican, it is the word of God. That is the rest of marriage. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. And you should not be ashamed. Is somebody hearing me? I am not ashamed. It is the power of God. It is the power. There's power in the gospel. Let us become radicals for Jesus. Let us stand for Jesus. Let the world know that we believe. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. At the end of the day, like Malachi said, then you shall know. Then you shall know. And there's a difference between those who serve God and those who serve him not. If Baal be God, let him be God. If Jehovah be God, let him be God. And let the God who answers by fire, let him answer. Stand up to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Begin to pray for a short while. Let's thank God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Makandoliya, Mama. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, yes, Lord. Take up your cross. Oh, we are not ashamed. We preach the gospel every day. Every day. We declare we are Christians. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed.
ashamed. Don't be ashamed to say you know him, Lord. Oh, oh my dear brother. Take up your cross. Follow him. Take up your cross. Take up your cross. Follow Jesus. For it is the power. Take up your cross. Every day, every day, every day. ashamed that we are born again the bible says that except a man be born again except a man be born again he cannot enter into the kingdom we are not ashamed some people feel ashamed to make an altar call but we are not ashamed we are not ashamed because i would rather i would rather frighten you to heaven than say it's okay for you to go to hell so if you are here and you are not saved you are not sure you must be sure about your salvation. This is your opportunity. This is your chance. This is your time. Please, with every eye closed and every head bowed. With every eye closed and every head bowed. I want you to lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. I want you to lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. If somebody invited you to church, you came on your own, but you are not sure about your salvation, please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is the hour of salvation. Don't joke. Don't joke. You may, not have a, you may never have this opportunity again. You may never have this opportunity again. So please, this is not a time to say, I will do it later. I will do it another time. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's not okay. You must be born again. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I beseech you by the mercies of God. I beseech you by the mercies of God. I beseech you by the mercies of God. Don't leave this place without giving your life to Jesus. There is always room. My dear beloved, you have but one chance to, to be saved. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't joke. Don't say another time. Don't say another place. Don't say another occasion. This is the time. This is the time. This is the occasion. This is the place. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Father, we thank you this afternoon. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you for salvation. And thank you that we can say tonight, we are not ashamed. This is can say we are not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power. May the power of salvation rest with us. May we turn many into righteousness. May we speak salvation to others who are not saved. May we be shining stars in heaven. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.